Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Morning Muse podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, if you are new here. And if you're not, welcome back to another week. I'm so excited for today's episode because I got to re-interview Natalie Barbu. And if you haven't listened to my episode with Natalie before, Natalie Barbu is an entrepreneur, YouTuber, podcaster. She's the host of her own podcast called The Real Real Podcast. And she's also the founder of Rella Social. Rella is a new social media app that helps content creators um, build their business and help organize all of their social media channels. And I'm so grateful that I got to record with her again because I just wanted to talk to her about Rella, how she started it, and also just like recapping the year, what has happened to her over the past year up until now because we recorded this around this time last year. So I think we're along the same time frame. So it's been about a year since she last came onto my podcast. So, so excited for you guys to hear from her again and to talk more about Rella because I wanted to know more about Rella since I use it to plan my social media content over on my Instagram. So getting to know the story behind it was really, really great and I loved it so much. So I know you guys will too, but without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to but I should say welcome back to my podcast. Hi, I'm super excited to be there. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's crazy to think that like this time last year, I think around this time in February we recorded, which is crazy and insane. Yeah, it's. I just can't believe it's been a year because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been that long. The years like have been flying by. Yeah, they have. They really have. It's just crazy how much time changes and how many new things we come across and be a part of. It's insane. I know. I know. I think after college, it's like you, the years go by so much quicker too. And like, because we always have benchmarks, you know, like, oh, like this grade, this grade, this grade, you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, you know, and like after you graduate, it's kind of just like life. And so right. there's not really <laughs> benchmarks. Um, so I think the time just goes by a lot quicker. Well, Natalie, before we like get started and talking about Rella and stuff, last time we recorded, you were living in Charlotte. Now you're living in Miami. What is it like living in Miami now? What's the difference? I love it. I, I really, really have been liking it here. I feel like Charlotte was home to me. And so like, it always felt like, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, like it just felt like I was still a kid living with my parents, you know? And so I really enjoy like being, you know, on my own in Miami and like exploring a city that also was considered home to me because I'm originally from South Florida and like I have family in Miami. So we always would come here like every year, multiple times a year and stuff like that. But like exploring it as an adult on my own has been really, really fun. And I will say I do not miss the winter at all. Like (laughs) I love the fact that it's February and I just went to the beach last week, you know, like it's just so nice. So I don't miss it at all (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing right now I'm still like in my high school and boarding school in Pennsylvania and literally Saturday it was 66 degrees it was insane it was weird I was like okay I'm loving this weather right now can it stay like that that yes not yesterday today's Tuesday Sunday it snowed I'm like what is going on on like I'm so I'm so ready to be done with Pennsylvania weather I love my friends here I just cannot wait to get out of this cold I can't yeah. stand it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't blame you I don't. so so ready and 
within a year you renovated a house am I correct Yes. So I bought the house January of 2021. And then by the summer of 2021, by July, it was, I had renovated it, like did a complete flip. Um, and then it sold, it was under contract like one or two months later. And then a month later it was sold. So less than a year of like kind of flipping and selling a house. So that was fun. And I really want to do it again. I don't know if I want to do a flip, but I want to do an Airbnb and I really want to do it here in Miami. So I'm looking. Currently. That's a great idea. That's awesome. How was it doing a flip by yourself and just like working through that process? Thankfully, it wasn't by myself. So I definitely had my family that helped me. Um, my parents are in the home renovation business, like construction business. So like they really showed me the ropes. They, you know, so like I could not have done it without them. I feel like it's so much work and so hard and like things change all the time. You know, like when we started the project, the price of lumber, when like the price of wood was not what it is like when we ended it. So like our budget was a lot, like we had to overstep our budget or my budget, like a lot. So, you know, that sort of stuff you learn a lot about, you learn a lot about like things that go wrong, things that get delayed. It really tests your patience. Um, but if I would, did not have them, like, I don't think I, I would have known what to do at all. Like, I'm really grateful I had them to help. Yeah, that's awesome. What made you want to renovate and flip a house in the first place? Because when you were talking about that on your YouTube channel, I was, I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's new. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to, I want to get into real estate investing. I am not the biggest like investor in like the stock market and like crypto mm -hmm. and all of that. Like I just am not that informed. Like I do have some money in there, but I wouldn't consider myself the most informed person when it comes to that. And so I wanted something that I understood and I wanted something that I could have fun with and that I, you know, thought I would be good at. And so that's kind of with real estate investing. That's what I wanted to do. So I definitely want to get more into that. So that was kind of like my first project, mm -hmm. but I'd love to have like long-term rentals and like Airbnbs and things like that. Um, so it was just always something I, I wanted to do, just kind of seeing my family like renovate houses and like build houses and custom homes and stuff like that. I, I always was kind of interested in it. Natalie, what does your morning routine look like now in uh, Miami? Yeah. So one good thing is that it is warm. So I don't never, I can like go on walks and I can like go to the beach. So that's been nice. So I wake up at around 7am. I set my alarm for 650 and then I usually would get out of bed at like 7, 715. Um, I end up putting my workout clothes on right away and then going to do a workout. So I either go to the gym or I'll go on a walk or I'll go to the beach and I'll do like Pilates which has been really nice. Um, and just like getting out of the house. So I used to go to the gym in my apartment, but I finally got a gym membership. Cause I was like, I need to leave the house. Like I don't leave my house at all during the week. So like, that's a really good way to start the day. Um, then I come home, make my breakfast. I like have to eat breakfast every single morning. Then I drink a coffee and I start working and I usually start working at like nine 30 or 10. That's like the time that I log into my computer. Mm-hmm. Nice. I forgot one other detail that I completely forgot to mention. You got a dog. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like a family dog. I, uh -huh. I definitely was the one that convinced my family that we needed him and that like, I was like, I'll pay for him. I'll do, you know, I, I pulled out like the ropes of like, he'll be my dog. Like I'm going to pay for him. I'm going to do all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. He really is like a family dog. And I would love to bring him to Miami, but my mom and my family are just like obsessed with him. And like, it's like, <laughs> no, you can't have him in an apartment. He needs to have like a yard and like a lot of space to play. So they pretty much have kept him as a family dog, which Aww. is totally fine. Cause like, it would be a lot of work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did purchase him and I still pay for all of his stuff. So <laughs> 
<laughs> I do have some ownership of him. Yeah. For those who don't know your dog, what's your dog's name? Bambino. Oh, I love that name. I was like, yeah. I, I miss seeing your stories of your dog. I was like, I miss Bambino. <laughs> I miss him so much. Like I go home once a month and like, mm-hmm. I never used to go home this often. And it's because of him. Like yeah. I need to see him once a month at least. So I want to start getting into Rella and what Rella is. And for those who don't know what Rella is, what is Rella? Yeah. So Rella is an app that I created and it's a management tool for influencers to run their business. So it was, it grew out of a frustration that I had. I was like, okay, I can't keep track of everything. I can't keep track. Like posting across all platforms is difficult. Planning my content is difficult. Keeping track of my earnings and my revenue is difficult. Like why is everything scattered? I was just feeling so disorganized and I felt like there was no tool made specifically for influencers that like treat it like a business. And so that's where I came up with the idea for Rella. So right now we just launched our like MVP, which is a very basic, basic, basic version on the app store and Google play. We're adding a ton of new features. We're constantly going to be growing it and we're learning, we're listening to customers, but yeah, so that um, launched January 18th and it's just been such a crazy journey like trying to like build an app build a company fundraise talk to our users and it's also been great because it's something that I use like every single day so I'm like so happy that I created a tool that I honestly love I've been using it since when it since it launched and I literally stopped using all the other platforms that I previously used for my personal Instagram and honestly it makes it so much easier for me to do everything Oh my God, that makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so like, it's perfect for every, everything. Like I use it for TikTok. I use it for my Instagram. I'm using it to build my YouTube channel. And it's just really like simple. And it's like, you're not confused on what to do because there's so many different platforms that you, where there's too many things that you can do with it. This is just like very simple and just easy to just do everything. And it's just great. Thank you so much. That makes me so happy because like, obviously like I can't see who's using it. Like I can see data on the back end, you know, like how many users are on right now, but I can't like see who is actually using it and like what they think. And like, so to me, it's just like, I'm reading a number on a screen, but like hearing people that actually use it, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe like, sometimes I'll open my phone and I'll use it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my god like we built that like that is insane I'm like whoa that's so weird I bet so let me hold on let me show you I literally put it on my home screen as soon as it downloaded on my phone I literally have so many of my posts scheduled and uploaded on here and it's just like I love it I love that so great it's honestly the best one I've used honestly That makes me so happy. Thank you so much for saying that because we definitely, you know, like obviously it's the beginning stages of it. So there's so many more things that we want to put out. We just really wanted to put out this product to get, start getting like feedback, start seeing like what people like, what they don't like, what should we include next, you know, things like that. And just start like iterating. Mm -hmm. And so seeing people actually use it means a lot. So thank you. Yeah, of course. I want to go into more about what made you want to start Rella. Yeah, really. It was like, a need that I had. I was like, why is there nothing like this out there? There were so many management tools for other businesses and for like brick and mortar shops and small businesses and all of this stuff. But like, I didn't feel like there was anything out there for influencers. And I think it's because one influencers weren't taken seriously until now. Like I think 2022, 2021 is like the first time ever that influencers started being 
like a serious career and a serious profession. I think beforehand people were like, oh, that's cute. Like you post on social media. Right, so the yeah. time was really now for like people to start taking it seriously. Um, so that's definitely one like reason why I think that it's what, like one thing that I've really felt was like that there was nothing out there for me and for my friends and for people that were also on social media doing the same thing I did. And so I always knew that I wanted to start a business, but I did not envision, like when I came up with the idea for Rella, I didn't think it would be what it is today. I was like, I didn't, you know, I thought it would be some like little business that I could run. Like, yeah, I never anticipated how much went into it. And so I'm like, so thankful that I went along with it and just started because I think if I knew everything that went into it, I don't think I would have started not to say that I like regret it at all. Cause it's literally the best decision ever, but like, there is so much that goes into it that I think before starting, I would have, it would have scared me and I would have been like, nope, too much work. And I yeah. would have backed out. So I'm very happy that I went for it and just started and figured things out along the way. Mm-hmm. Now, when did this idea form? When did you like first think of Rella? and creating it until now how long has it been in the making for yeah so I had the idea end of September I remember I texted my now co-founder September 29th of 2020 and I was like hey uh, I heard that you develop apps can I talk to you (laughs) because at that point I had already had the idea but I didn't like know how to develop it so I was like looking for people so that was when I texted him so I, I guess I had the idea in September um, started talking to him and started working on like the designs and like the screens and stuff like that in end of 2020. And then starting in January, we started working on it like as an actual product, January, February. And then we formed a partnership like with my co-founders in May. Mm-hmm. So it's been about a year of working on it, year wow. to year and a half. Yeah. And what has that been? What is that experience like working with co-founders and just like having to share like your vision with other people like how is it working with co-founders in general I personally love having co-founders I didn't think I would though so I was like I don't want co-founders I want to do this all on my own I can do it all on my own it's my vision it's my idea I'm the one that's like in the industry mm-hmm. and I didn't think I wanted them so that when I started working with my co-founders it was first like a client relationship where like they were helping me develop it and they weren't like working with me on like I was paying them to develop it Mm -hmm. and so that now then they were like we want to form a partnership we want to do this like together and that's kind of how we got to where we are today but beforehand I was like no I don't want co-founders and then once I realized all that goes into it it's hard to do alone like it is really really hard to do alone and also like if you are fundraising it's really important that you have someone technical on the team or someone that you know can actually like create the product on the team Mm -hmm. so that has been really, really helpful. And it's also nice to share experiences with people. Like it's such an isolating journey and you hear so much rejection in it. And like, there's so many setbacks and hardships and like things that go wrong that I think if you did it all on your own, you'd probably quit. Like I, at least I would, not everyone, obviously people don't have co-founders and they're super successful, but me, it's like, I, like having that support system and people that like share the same vision as me so and like we all have different strengths which is nice like no one overlaps with the other yeah now you mentioned fundraising how has that been going and what goes into fundraising for a startup oh my gosh yeah fundraising is definitely interesting definitely a learning curve um I had no idea what went into fundraising before I started I would say I officially started like this month um we started like fundraising hard like the past two weeks and so I 
it's it, it's just a lot of who you know and it's all the numbers game and that's what I didn't know going into it I was like we have a great idea who's not gonna like want to invest um and it's all about who you know you have to send out like hundreds of emails you have to get hundreds of intros you have to take hundreds of meetings for people to hear you and then each meeting will lead to the next so each meeting will be like oh well let me intro you to someone else like even if they necessarily can't invest they'll intro you to someone and then that person will intro you to someone and that person will intro you to someone and that's kind of how you like expand your network so it's what i've realized with fundraising is that it's 100 a numbers game and it is all about who you know and like the the warm intro so yes. It's a big networking, networking thing for sure. Interesting. Now, do you go to events for fundraising as well? Or is it mostly like online emails being sent? I haven't gone to any events, but I am wanting to. So I do. I know like Miami has a big like startup scene and tech scene here. So like I'm going to start going to them. Um, but mainly everything's like through Zoom now. Okay. That's really interesting. Now with Rella, how did you come up with the name? Yeah. So it was actually the designers that came up with the name. So they did the branding, the designs, the like logo color, everything. They're incredible. And so I kind of was telling them what I wanted it to sound like. I was like, I want it to be about like, be very personable. So maybe like a person's name, but not a real person's name, something that sounds like it could be. I wanted it to be short and catchy. I wanted it to be SEO friendly. So like if you searched it, nothing else would come up. You know, like if I searched, for example, like umbrella, let's say our our name was umbrella, Mm -hmm. then if I search that, we're not coming up. A bunch of umbrellas are coming up, you know? So right. like, I wanted to make sure that like it was searchable. Um, I wanted it to sound friendly and like forming relationships and like things like that. I started like putting out like keywords, like relationships, relatable, things like that. And so they gave me a list of five names and Rella was one of them. And I was like, oh my God, I love Rella. Like it's <laughs> definitely my favorite one. That's and awesome. so I wanted it to like flow off the tongue. And I feel like Rella does that. Yeah, it's like very I- memorable. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I've always been wondering like how that name came about because I, I was thinking it was going to be more like related to your name, something to do with Barbu or something. I don't know. I had no idea what I thought it was going to be, but it definitely wasn't Rella. Yeah, I'm, I love it though. I'm like yes. so happy that they came up with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Along with your co-founders, who else is on your team working with you with this app? So we have Natasha, who's our lead designer, um, and she also does marketing for us as well. We have Louie, who is our front-end developer, um, and then we have Kayla, who is our like influencer marketing girl and PR person. Gigi creates content for us, um, and we have Tess, who's also a designer. And so Tess, Natasha, or Tess, Kayla, and Gigi are not full-time. They're just contractors and like part-time. Mm-hmm. Louie and Natasha are like mainly working with us full-time. Nice. Uh, just so you know, Gigi is one of my friends now because of you, because when you first came onto my podcast last year, she actually reached out to me to see if she could come onto mine, like around like last year. And we've been talking ever since. And it's been a great relationship being formed. And I love her to death. I love that. Gigi is like the kindest soul. She's just mm-hmm. so bubbly and happy and fun. And like, I love talking to her. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's awesome. And when I saw her creating content for you guys over on your umbrella's Instagram, I was like, wait a second. You're yeah. working with Nat. I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> that is so funny. She's awesome. Yeah, she's a great person. So Gigi, if you're listening to this, hi, I love yeah. you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, also, what has been the response been like from people who've been using Rella so far since like, since the release? 
since yeah, it's been, what almost a month now. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's been a month and three days in three days. So oh. January, February eighteenth will be a month. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. So it's been a generally generally positive response. We have our email open, obviously, for any like technical questions or like any bugs that occur. And I found that a lot of people are very patient and gracious, mm-hmm. which has been really nice. So you know, if there are any bugs, you know, people aren't aren't leaving like one star reviews and stuff like that. Like people are like coming to us first. So we really, really, really appreciate that. But overall, it's been pretty positive. I really want to do a focus group soon. So I would love for you to attend it um, with like a bunch of people that have used it to really like see how it is. So I want to do that for like the one month anniversary of it. Yeah, I would love that. What What is a focus group? So it's just where I, we get like people that have used the app and kind of talk to you guys about like, what do you like? What do you not like? Here's what we're planning on doing. Like, how can we make your lives easier? Like things like that. Okay. That sounds cool. I like that. Yeah. Now, um, I know you initially had beta testers testing the app. How did you and your co-founders decide to do that, to bring in like beta testers? Did you reach out to like through your Instagram pro- Instagram accounts and stuff to get people interested? Yeah. So we sent out an email actually with our email list for the beta testers. And so who it was like first come first serve hundred people that signed up. Um, and so that filled out, filled up in like less than two hours, which was really cool. Wow. Um, but we just wanted beta testers because we knew that the app would have a lot of bugs. And so before we released it, we wanted to like, make sure that we got all of those worked out. And so that's really what the beta testers were for. And so they were great and they were so helpful. And like, it was such a pivotal part of our release. Yeah. Now, what has been the hardest part about creating an app? I would say the hardest part is the imposter syndrome that you deal with and the like, you don't know what you don't know. And everything is a learning curve and the roller coaster of emotions every single day. I would definitely say the emotional part of it and like the that part is the hardest. It's not necessarily like the technical part or like the um oh my god I don't know how to do something it's more like mindset stuff that I think is really hard because like it's so easy to be like why am I doing this I'm not good at this I want to quit I want to give up but like it's so important to keep going yeah and how do you deal with like the imposter syndrome that you face with this app and all the other social media avenues that you're a part of yeah so I would say like it's like whenever you get imposter syndrome you just have to think like, no, you are capable. You are someone that can do this. Like you, you know, and then I, I love like hearing other people's stories, like hearing how other people made it and like became successful or like built their business really helps me because you end up seeing that everyone is just a normal person. Like, of course there are some people that might have like certain like advantages than others, but like at the end of the day, a lot of people are just normal and like they were not special before that they did this one thing. And so I think hearing their stories and hearing that they struggled as well is like, okay, if they did it, I can do it. Like, and I always have this like motto. I'm always like, this is just another chapter in my book. Like when I write a book one day, this will just be like a chapter in it and it'll be like serve as a lesson. So I I try viewing it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when initially like coming up with your team to work with, how did you like find the members of your team? How did you like get those people together? Did you work with them previously on different, on your other social media platforms or how did you go about looking for them? So everyone actually was, came in a pretty like non-traditional path. Natasha Uh and Tess, who are the designers, um, 
Connor and Nick, my co-founders knew them. So, and they had worked with them before. So they kind of brought them on. Louie was like searching for a front end developer job. And he kept, he like, he like kept reaching out to Connor and Nick. And so Connor and Nick brought him on as well. Um, Kayla was through DMs. Kayla DM me and was like, I really want to work with you. And mm-hmm. she DM me multiple times and I finally responded. And I was like, all right, there's something open. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's work this out. Um, Gigi, I posted on Instagram that we were looking for a content creator. So she had like reached out and, um, applied. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how like the whole team came together. How has it been working with a team of people that is not in the same place? Like you got Gigi's in Tampa, you guys are all like in different places in, uh, I don't know if you guys are all up and down the East coast or what, how has it been like? having a team that's scattered everywhere and having to meet on Zoom a lot of the times. Honestly, I think it's totally fine. And we're honestly more productive because we each kind of have our own lane that we stay in and like thing that we're working on. So whenever a majority of our team is actually in Raleigh. So Connor, Nick, Natasha, Tess, and Louie are all in Raleigh. Um, And so that's like whenever we have um whenever I go to Raleigh like I'll try to like meet up with them but we never even work together when we're in person because it's just like we're all doing our own thing so we'll like still like work from home during the day and then like Mm -hmm. at night we'll meet up but like we we don't need to necessarily meet in person and things have been like really productive Mm -hmm. even though that we're remote we have like weekly meetings and and or like we have meetings like three times a week and like you know we're constantly communicating with each other we have slack which has been really helpful Mm -hmm. everyone has our meetings like on google calendar um you know so that's all been really helpful but yeah it's not like a big deal um like it's it's honestly really fine working remotely and during launch week of rella what went on during that week period of like launching rella for the first time to the public yeah, I was so nervous. So that day I was very, very nervous. Um, but the, that day I didn't even check my email once, which you would think like, oh my God, aren't you living on your email that day? But I actually spent the entire day just thanking everyone and like responding to everyone. So mm-hmm. I would like send a video to everyone saying thank you um, for downloading it. And like me, I was just like super, super appreciative of everyone that was like posting about it on their stories and all of that. So really on launch day, I was just like, communicating with our users and like saying thank you to everyone literally the entire day my screen time I think that day was like 14 hours oh my goodness (laughs) like that's a lot like (laughs) you know and it was like all Instagram like yeah just like saying thank you to everyone what was the most stressful part of launch week and leading up to the launch I think just like knowing that it was going to be out there and like the unknown of like oh my god what are people gonna say what are people gonna think like I'm so scared um and like, is it going to work? Like, you know, things like that. I think that was the most scary part is just the unknown. And now with being a co-founder of Rella, do you feel like you have a boss? So I it? like kind of do because we have having co-founders, you know, like I don't think any of them, none of us are each other's bosses, but you know, you have other people that are relying on you. And so I do feel like my users are my boss. My, the people I work with are the ones are my boss. Like it's not in the traditional sense where I'm like, what do I do? But it's still like, they are depend. Like I need to report to them and I need to, you know, tell them what I'm up to and I need to be working or else like things aren't going to get done. And so that is how I feel like who my boss is. Like, I feel like I work like a traditional nine to five with Rella because I mean, not even nine to five, it's like for 24 hours pretty much, but like 
I feel like I am doing social media now as like a side hustle again, like kind of when I like had a full-time job because I like am doing it on the side, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you manage being an influencer, a YouTuber, and now founder of an app all at once? How do you seem to like manage everything about it? A lot of planning. So I plan out all my content ahead of time, like every month um, with Rella. So shameless plug, (laughs) but I do plan out my content on there once a month um, for YouTube, at least. I try to kind of post sporadically in the moment on the other platforms and like not plan them as much. Um, And then with content, I have like my Google calendar where I have in my spot, like my Rella with all my sponsorships on there and like Google calendar for all my meetings and like batching content and stuff like that. So it's just a lot of planning and prep. Like everything needs to be organized and have like a system and a structure. And what is your favorite part of like being a part of a small team of people running a business with you? It's just so fulfilling. Like it's so fulfilling. I feel like so happy all like that I mean not all the time obviously but like I just I know that this is rewarding and I know that I'm doing something that has meaning and I think that's like the coolest part yeah now what is giving you the most joy of like founding Rella and helping creators and seeing it impact their lives seeing them use it like you pulling it up and telling me that you use it I'm like no way like that is so (laughs) cool whenever I see people use it and see hear people that like it I'm like oh my god that is so crazy I would say that that's like the craziest part. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if people wanted to create their own app like you did, what are some of your tips on doing that? Just start. Don't let like the fear of like how much work it's going to be, how much it's going to cost, like all of that stop you from starting because there's always a way to start like without, you know, having a ton of money or having like knowing what to do. Like you can start small and you don't have to do like a full big business from day one. So I would say start by putting pen to paper and like writing out what you want this app to look like and then start talking to people talking to people that are going to make it happen so talking to developers talking to other founders who have been there talking to people who have developed an app talking to anyone and anything that you think would be helpful because when you talk to people they will introduce you then to people that you should talk to you know and like your network keeps expanding and you start getting waves of inspiration and you start realizing that it's possible because if that person did it, then you can do it. And if that person believes in you, then like you can totally do it. So number one, write down what you want to do and what you want it to look like. And like a kind of like a, what you want your business to be. And then number two, talk to as many people as possible and just get the ball moving. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like connections now are even like connections, like comparing connections to being an influencer do you feel like they're even more important now that you're a founder of an app they're like more like not more important but like more crucial to have connections in a world of like having a business compared to like connections in like the influencer space totally 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 yeah I think connections like unfortunately the world of like entrepreneurship I feel like is at least it's startups I don't know about other businesses but like startups it is all about who you know, a hundred percent. And like, that sucks, you know, because like I didn't have a network beforehand. Like before this, I had literally zero network, but like I at least went to school where I could like start my network. You know, I, I went to university right. where I could use that as my network. So like, I think it sucks that that's the way it is, but I do think that with the internet, it's also makes everything more accessible because you can cold email anyone and like anyone now with the zoom, like you can meet anyone. So 
I do think that like don't allow your like disadvantages to stop you from doing something because like you do not need to know people to start you just need to figure out a way to get to know them exactly right my dad always says people have the answers for your situation they always do I love that advice I'm gonna start saying that (laughs) (laughs) and so now that you've created this app are you guys paying yourselves or are you guys just still like no we're not paying ourselves yeah <laughs> so the three founders are not paying ourselves um I make money through social media Connor and Nick do development for another project mm-hmm. along with full-time Rella um so we all pretty much are doing things on the side until we get funding how much has your life changed since starting Rella and having it form as a business how much has your life changed because of it I mean, it's just like my day-to-day looks so different. Like I am constantly working on it 100% of my time, I feel like. So that has definitely changed. Um, And then also like the people that I've met, like I've just met, talked to so many people. And I think that that has changed a lot too. Yeah. Do you ever feel like if when you weren't spending time on Rella that you were feeling guilty that you, you're not spending as much time as it, time on it as you need to be? Totally. Yeah. like Thursday, for example, I have like a hair appointment and I'm like, oh my God, why am I having a hair appointment in the middle of my day? I'm like, no, I need to be like working. But then it's also like, it is not the end of the world if I take time off and if I do something else, you know? So definitely, cause there's always stuff that needs to be done. It's a never ending to-do list. So it's like, why should you take time off if you have a million things to do? So you need to have those boundaries with yourself where you're like, no, it's okay if I get to this later. Right. And how, what boundaries have you set for yourself and what advice do you have for somebody to create those boundaries? Um, I guess just like, I saw this tweet the other day and it was like, rest is not a reward. It's something that you need. Like it's a necessity. Like you should not treat rest as like, oh, it's something that you get to like earn. Like, no, no, no. That is like basic. You need it regardless if you earn it or not. Right. And so I think viewing it like that, like setting boundaries is not a reward. It is a necessity and like view it as that, not as something that's like, oh, well, I didn't work hard enough. So I don't earn that. Like, no, no, no. You need to set boundaries no matter what you're doing and who you are. I agree with that. With your team, is it nice to be able to lean on them for ideas and help when you might be like too deep in the weeds of an app to see and need to see things from new eyes? totally I love our meetings where we're just kind of like throwing out ideas Mm -hmm. and I think that those are so important because all of us can get just in the weeds and all of us can just get with like oh what are we working on and that's it heads down and it's so important to be creative in it too because I think that gets lost a lot and so I love having team members to to rely on with that Mm -hmm. and what do you do to take care of yourself while working with a team and on an app um So I do, I spend my weekends, like having, being a weekend, I don't work on the weekends. So I would say that that has been like definitely a big thing that I've been doing. Um, And then also I like, like with my co-founders, for example, we were not friends before starting this, but now we've become like super, super close. So it's nice to like meet with your team and like meet with the people you work with outside of work and like actually form those relationships too. So I would say that that's been something that like, I really, really enjoy. It's like being able to like get get together and like go out and like not have to do work and Natalie what does going after your dream life mean to you 
Um, wow. This is a good question. I would say like dream life doesn't need to be like a dream career or dream, like where you want to see yourself in five years. It's more like having freedom to do whatever you want to do. And so that's why like my dream life, it's like, I want to be able to do whatever I want to do and like, not have to worry about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so like with relics, like, I feel like that's getting me to that dream life, quote unquote. Um, and so I think, and also knowing that there is no such thing as a dream life, I think helps too. Like your work is, or your life is always like going to be in progress and there's never going to be like an end point where you're like, that's it. Now it's my dream life, you know? So not putting the pressure of your dream life and kind of just like reaching towards a goal of like how you want to feel and how you want your life to live or how you want to live your life. And like, like, I don't, I never think of my, of, of life as like, what's my dream life? Cause I think as long as I'm like having freedom to do what I want mm-hmm. and, you know, like be able to kind of like do what I want. And that is like a dream life to me. There's no like career or like where I'm going to live or what I'm going to look like or X, Y, Z that like is going to be my dream life. Cause it's always going to be like working towards something. Well, Natalie, where can my listeners find you? Yeah, they can find me at Natalie Barbu wherever you want on social media. Um, my podcast is called The Real Real Podcast. And then, of course, you can download Rella on the Apple Store or iOS App Store and Google Play. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on to the show today. Thanks for having me. Well, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and Natalie today to talk about all things Rella and all things life updates with her. I love this episode with her, and I'm sure you guys did as well. I've linked all of her social media channels in her bio. I've also linked Rella's website, Rella's Instagram, so you guys can go download it if you guys are content creators listening to this. So, Yeah, that is it for today's episode. I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.